We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. into some things tonight oh we do questions we like questions here what you got buddy how many different passwords do you use for your multiple different logins on the internet and or in life and do you or do you generally keep the same password for all of it you got to remember what i used to do okay you're probably the worst person to ask that question yes the guy that worked in military intelligence has a significant amount of passwords And there's probably some <laughs> dumb shit like what? They are oh, a mile long. I bet they are. Um, I do, here's the thing though. Uh, all like all the Apple keychain stuff. I do have keychain on mine, yeah. but I have two-factor authentication on everything. Mm. So I I have got Google Authenticator, um, and um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the actual Authenticator app. So, mm. and then I use my Apple watch as a double authenticator too. Yeah. My Apple watch has been sucking lately. Really? It key every time, every morning when I pick it up off the charger, it says did not download new software. And- oh, okay. So here's, here's the deal. This is, everybody's going to love this as everybody's getting piled in. You got to make sure you do it before you go to bed. Like you have to. Like, but it doesn't. It doesn't even alert me. It doesn't do it till the morning. When no, I check no it. I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta do it like preemptively. You gotta click on the uh, settings and go into. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Appreciate y'all coming in. Uh, we're, we're just kind of BSing all until we we get going here. Um, wow. See, I'm. I have like, I have a certain amount of passwords that I use, but it's it's the same ones for like relatively everything I have. And then you have like mild changes to stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's like little tweaks depending on what their criteria is. Change your number, is, add an exclamation point yeah, or question yeah, yeah, mark. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. And I, I, I'll tell you, half the time, no, 70% of the time, never remember, forgot password, go to the email, go, oh, yeah, that's right. And then you changed it, and then you're like, god dang it, I can't use The ones that I hate are the ones that say you can't reuse a password. I know I hate that. We have that at work. We have to do different, like, we have to do two things different. You can't just do the same password but Plus, add one thing. Oh, yeah. god. Yeah. How how often do you have to change it though? Dude, it's every so 90. we ha- we had a pretty big like hack not too long ago, so oh. we have to change it. Yeah, about every ninety, I'll get an alert. Yeah, so ours when I when when I was in my old career, it was once a month. 
Oh, really? And it's just... That's ooh. a... Yeah. Oh, That's well, a, I mean... What you're necessary. dealing with is sure. a little bit more significant, so I think that's kind of the issue behind it. Uh, Derek Roberts trying to be optimistic about next season, but then I wake up. Ooh, we have we have some good news for you today. Is it good news? I think I guess it, I guess it could be. I think it's great news personally. If if what we're going to talk about goes down, I think it's great news. In that regard, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um. Hmm. I guess in that regard, that would be like the one way they could redeem this. And the funny thing about it is, Neil would have absolutely nothing to do with it other than having it land in his lap. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> God, I hate. I know, that's, that's but okay. I, I just i I hate that. Oh, you don't want him to get any credit for anything, do you? No, 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 no. Like, no I, I am okay if, with him getting credit. It's like. It's like, well, he gets credit for Damian Lillard. I'm like, really? Chad Buchanan doing a year's worth of legwork and Neil gets all the credit? Okay. Or or getting the credit on uh, the uh, Yusuf Nurkic trade when getting the first-round pick was absolutely unequivocally the goal. Like, yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, listen, you want to give him credit? Fine. Like getting Robin Lopez for peanuts, flipping a protected top 55 pick for Mo Harkless. Like those were like good moves, unabashedly. Like he went dumpster diving, and he has he's done that regularly and done really well. Like, but anything over that, he's he's flamed out so spectacularly that it's just like, mm. we're we're doing well, this, huh? Let so. let's stick to the the script, but I'll just tease like what we're talking about right now. If it is, we're just dancing around it perfectly. I love. We it. are dancing around it, but if <laughs> if it's to happen. Yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll be one of them. I'm not going to sit there and act like he got Shaq, but I mean, I, I'd be like, okay, he'd I, be I really one. See what here's the is. crazy thing. It'd be one of the single biggest moves in this franchise's history. Oh, it's not even a question. Like, yes. legitimately. Yes. That's, that's the insane thing about this. And everybody's sitting here going, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to this it. We'll get to it. There's going to be some people that when we get to it, they're going to be like, really? Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's not like it's out of this world new. But, no, no, I know. Um, just the whole idea of um, like what it is. Is nobody seeing this new background I got? I'm in space, man. I'm doing a podcast in space. Dude, come on now. I mean, you've got you know billionaires going to space now. It's, it's not cool anymore. I look like I'm in the beginning of a Fast and Furious movie. You know what I mean? Like where it comes in and it's like universal. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for the the family line and for somebody to to like fire a nos and then like a fast cam video as we go through it. <laughs> awesome gaming, Lavar. What's going on, brother? Uh, he says he likes the background. Uh, Ten minutes in the stream and already have us with blue balls. <laughs> we'll get there. Listen. <laughs> Listen, like the first 10 minutes of the live shows is always just going to be kind of BS and have a little bit of fun. Let everybody kind of pile in and, and just kind of warm it up and relax. Somebody yes. left one of the comments last week, like 25 whole minutes before you guys said one damn word about the trailblazers. And it was like, yeah, it's the off season, guys. Like, it's going to be a bit of a BS session. Just hanging out, like build a little community. Just yeah. have some fun. It's, I'm not going to sit here and break down the fundamental X's and O's of summer league basketball when oh. you, the the two guys that are on the team and CJ Ellaby and Greg Brown that matter are guys that 
they they don't do anything outside of like having the ball. In the right. summer league is not not the most conducive place to uh, you know sharing the basketball. You give it up, you ain't getting it back. That's that's just how that life goes. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you dive into the X's and O's of summer league basketball, I'm I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> I'll just get up and be like, I'm going, I'm going uh, back to earth. Uh, I'm coming, you know, just crash landing back to earth. <laughs> Sid, hi, Danny. Love the new podcast. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And also, uh, you know what? Screw this. Demers is calling me right now. So, What is Demers calling you about? Hey, Travis. What's going on, buddy? I'm, 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 actually, I'm actually live right now. Yeah, you got to tell him legally, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the show right now. What are you up to? The live show is Sprague. Yeah, if you flip it on YouTube right now, if you're, you're about 30 seconds behind, you'll see me talking to you on the camera. <laughs> Let me call you back when we're done. <laughs> he says, hi, Sprague. What up? <laughs> he says, what up? <laughs> Love you too, buddy. Bye. <laughs> uh, and like I said, all of Portland media talk to each other. <laughs> You getting Thursday night phone calls from the radio voice of the Blazers? Hey man, what are you eating for dinner tonight? Uh, you want to talk? Unfortunately, um, he's gonna kill me for saying this. He uh, he got denied his verification on Twitter. <laughs> it makes no sense. None. They verified me. Me. They verified me. What are they doing? They won't verify the voice. He's the voice of a basketball team. One of 30. And they're like, no, that's not good enough. He submitted with a trailblazers.com email. Like, Twitter, get your shit together. You know what I miss? I I worked with Travis for, um, I don't know, I think I worked with him for four or five years. Some of my favorite moments were when I'd see him at the the station. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd just be perusing. He would be doing a show or his show would just be wrapping up and I would just be hanging out, getting there. And what I miss is the moments where I'd see him in the hall and he'd be like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up, dude? And then he would kind of like slowly creep into a production closet, like where we record commercials or something. And I'm like, oh, you're doing a commercial? And he goes like this. He goes like this. <laughs> and I always be like, what's 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 this what are we doing and we'd always go in the closet and he would tell me stuff like this he'd be like can you believe i didn't get verified as the voice of the blazers <laughs> like that's i miss that it, it wouldn't be yes. that but it would be like you know yeah what we think about people that we're working with or in the oh industry, yeah 100 percent that, that, always you that nailed that too because trav hits the <laughs> when you invite travis to a party you got to look at the back and when you see travis he's gonna be like this get out of here come on <laughs> it's it's dead on that's 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 yeah oh uh, let's see brandon i'm a little concerned about the vacuum of space there bro that's 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 a comment here oh organ oh, guitarist <laughs> uh justin i thought anyone could get verified these days you're not wrong justin because you're looking at two a-holes right here who are both verified you know where i can't get verified ig ig yeah and I don't have like a million followers or anything, but I've seen people with just as many followers get that blue check mark. And yeah. I'm like, what did you do that I didn't do correctly? I, I don't necessarily care 
Like, no, I, I don't like, either. I but here's yeah. here's the here's the, the flip side. I do because you have to be verified in order to post hyperlinks. Yeah, to, to do like the swipe up stuff, right? Yes, and it that's would, what Gulliver was telling me. Yes, and it would be much easier to post content, right? Uh, if it, if I don't have to go link in bio, you know, like a yeah, 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 yeah. Who, so. by the way, how many people really go and click the link in your bio? You know, what I mean, we're just lazy. We're swiping as we're taking dumps. Yeah. It's just like meh, meh. But if you had a link right there, maybe I'll put it. You know, so yeah. listen, don't don't lie to me. You've clicked on those IG ads. Oh man, I've clicked and, on a million endlessly. IG ads. You're like, oh, that's kind of yeah. dope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I I don't want to say the name. Fanatics, the uh, fan sports uh, apparel mm. site, has got one that me. just got the rights to the MLB trading cards yes. by the way which was that's a, a huge thing move. yeah that's a big deal um they've gotten me a few times like 40 percent off with this code and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's, i bought i bought a swing mat it's a green swing mat i guarantee people listening on the stream right now have seen this thing on instagram you see people swinging off it and what it does is when your club goes on it it shows you where your club face went so if it's right you hit a right shot you know oh. you can see it and it looks so cool i ordered it then I saw it was coming from China, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> Got it like four weeks later, and it was nothing like the commercial ad that it placed. And I said, hey, I want my money back. And they said, hey, just take a picture w- with you using it and then put it, ship it back, and we'll give you the money back fully. We just want the pub. And I was like, I'm not – no, I'm too lazy to do that. So now I just got a mat that I never use sitting in my golf oh, bag. Oh, God. I got got. It happens. Uh, this from we missed some shots. Should I come back in 25 minutes when we're going to talk Blazers? Uh, you got about 10 more minutes before we hit 25. So let's get uh, into it then. Let's dive into it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dame is Portland. Eventually, I will get mine and my brother's Dame USA blue jersey. Listen, man. I I I cop the Olympic jersey. You did? Yeah. Give me one second. One second, okay. <laughs> Oh, it's show and tell time. Sprague's gonna go grab his. Oh, so what's going on, guys? Hunter, Derek, Robert, but who will pave the roads? Yeah, listen, man. Um, best day of my life when I got rid of social media accounts. Listen, Kirk. Um, some of us have to have them for work, unfortunately. Um, that's because here's the thing. Like, I'm a giant nerd, and I do all the analytics stuff off of social media you'd be surprised how much traffic i get from that stuff so it works it's dumb but it is what it is james i work in an unnamed downtown portland hotel popular amongst nba players and i know it was surprised to hear they were coming in that's all i can say probably unrelated um well james if you work at a downtown hotel in portland that nba players frequent it it probably probably it sounds like the mines what you got buddy Oh, you can't see. Oh, there it is. There it is. You got to get it forward. Okay, you ready? Who who is it? Oh, get... oh, you got a Diana. It's the first women's jersey I've ever bought. I went to the women's section and bought the jersey. No kidding. So okay. I like the men's ones, but I thought the women had the better unis. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the, red, like the reds the red. are fire. Yes. I need this to be my 4th of July tradition is my Tarazi jersey. Okay. Did you I don't s- think she's one of the goats, too. Well, th- she is. Did you see her in the in the postgame celebration? I did. One yeah. speed, baby. One yep. speed. Just dropping it. it. One speed. <laughs> Hold it down for all the 35 and over crowd. <laughs> I was like, the, you, you get it, D. You get it. Oh. 
All right. Uh, let's see. I moved to my new house this week. I'm making Cocoa Krispies in my new kitchen and watching you and Sprague. Listen, man, it, that first me- those first couple meals when you move into a new house, they're never nice, but you remember them. You do. You really do, though. You absolutely do. We, we ate on – what did we – we used a makeshift table. And we had we, we we did the pizza. I carried her over the threshold before before my legs were tender. <laughs> <laughs> carried her over the threshold, made pizza, did all that stuff. Um, or we ordered pizza. And shout out Abby's. Listen, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep plugging Abby's until they sponsor the show. That um, would be a good partnership. Uh, Alex, John, Danny, what's it gonna take to get fans on live with you guys? I'm actually working on doing something along those lines here in the next couple months. Oh, what would that look like? Basically, I just do the Zoom waiting room. Oh, okay. So, but I just gotta, I gotta figure out a way to kind of box it out, structure it. Who gets yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, How they get in? How long? Just little things, and then I need to, I, I need to run it by. I, even though I'm on my own, or I should say, we now are on our own. Uh, we are still uh, in a partnership with Blue Wire, so I have to make sure everything makes sense and right. all that kind of stuff. So, um. Do you know if Philly is still pricing Ben Simmons really, really high? Yes, yes, I do. They are. And that's just how Daryl Morey operates. It's not just Ben Simmons. It's how he operates with every single person that, he, that he's that he got on the market. That's that's why he's able to trade stars. That's why he's been able to trade for Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and just even James Harden. Like, he mm-hmm. just – he knows how to trade stars. It's just – it's there's very few guys in the league who does. Who, who did they sign do Dwight or did they trade for Dwight? I can't remember. Dwight was a free agent. Okay. So – um. It is what it is. Uh, Louis says, congrats on the new house. Yeah, that's a big, big move, man. Uh, we've been in the house now since March, so what's that, five months? Feels great, don't it? It goes by so fast. It really does. I've been in my house for three years already. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. Um, you got to be a medium to rock the women's jerseys. They were lo- low-key, more sleek. Yeah, they, they, they definitely that's, – that, that's from my boy, uh, Corey, uh, thick, the Thick and Chunky show. Uh, he, he, he's like me. He can lose every ounce of fat on him. He's still going to be as wide as a refrigerator. There's, there's no change in that. So uh, I was surprised the length is not different than the men's. So I, when I ordered it originally, I got a, a women's large because I, mm-hmm. I wanted it to fit really well yeah. so I could just rock that. And the large was a large. So and I had to like, go oh. – yeah, I had to go return it and then get a. I had to get a women's medium to fit. I had to get a schmedium. You, you and Joe Simons and your schmediums. Hey, you know. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. You got to be comfortable. Got to be comfortable. Uh, I've seen already a lot of Pascal and Bam or Bam Ben. Listen, I'd love Bam. That's that's a that's a bridge too far though. <laughs> that we should have had. <sighs> let's not go there. All right, let's get into this because I, I was going to try to drag this up for twenty five minutes just to piss that one guy off, but. <laughs> <laughs> But let's get into it. Summer League, grand scheme takeaways. Uh, I'll go first on this one real quick. I thought that they would give Beasley or Fareed a real chance at a roster spot. Those guys are washed. Yeah. Enjoy Europe or China. Like, go (laughs) go get the money. I don't want to be a jerk. They are not NBA material. Fareed is supposed to be an energy hustle guy. He has no energy or hustle left. It's just, it's rough. Uh, Beasley's supposed to be an offensive guy. He was hit or miss defensively. His foot speed is a disaster. A dis like he's he's more unplayable defensively than Melo. Like it's it's gone. Just go go back overseas and, and cash out. Like I know that dream and, and and being in the league and the logo all that. 
go make your money overseas. This just, just go, go be Stefan Marbury, get a statue, get, and win literally championships. You go, know what I mean? Unlock that twelfth percent of your brain, Beasley. Go, go do it. Go get weird. You uh, already played in the league too. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, you can't get rid of what you're talking about, but you can console yourself by saying, "I'm gonna go make good money and win championships in China, beating Jimmer for debt." And I played in the league for a decade. Like that's pretty cool to say. Yeah, it's it's better than like getting a second contract is insane. Like maybe not yes. for for Beasley because of his draft position, but some guys just don't don't get Anthony it. Anthony Bennett didn't get a second contract, no. and like it's just it it sucks. But um, let's see. I've seen some guys in here in the comments talking about Ben Simmons, Fox, and Edwards. Listen, Anthony Edwards isn't going anywhere from Minnesota unless, like, it's for Dame. <laughs> like, they love him there. Like, that's... How do you not love him? Yeah, no. He's not only as a player, but as a marketable piece. He's just... He's so fun. Yeah. No, he's, you see him talking about bowling? Yeah, no, he's he's just on it. He Honestly, he's a lot like Dame, where he's just... Yeah. He's, he's whip sharp, and he's just on top of it. He's just kind of knows what's going on. Um, if anybody gets a chance, uh, on the other side of the rookies, uh, LaMelo Ball, Tyler Tynes did a, a, a profile on him in GQ that was incredible. LaMelo was uh, unmuzzled. Was, let's just call it that. Did you get a chance to read it? I haven't read it yet. Um, unfiltered. Okay. Uh, unfiltered. A, a, a lot like just sitting in a room with LaMelo and the, the, not realizing that a microphone's on. <laughs> he, he, he's definitely holding it down for the real. Let's, let's just yeah. say it that way. Those uh, are my favorites. And then, as far as some league stuff goes, just kind of tying a bow on it. Watford, you can see what the Blazers maybe see in him um, to an extent, but he's a, definitely a project. Ellaby, I, I hate saying this about young guys, but he was a disaster. Oh, it was awful. It, I, I'm you, sure. talk, you talk about unplayable NBA guys. I don't know how CJ Ellaby goes onto the roster and we say, yeah, he's an NBA guy. He looked terrible. It's, it's rough because this was, and this isn't to compare of the two, but my criticism when they took Zach Collins wasn't that I hated Zach or this, that, or the other. It was, what is his NBA skill? Like, what is his no BS? He's not a great rebounder. He's a he's a good shot blocker, but he's foul prone. He right. has the ability to maybe turn into a shooter. He's a seven-footer with good mobility. Like, that's, that was kind of what he, and he had some attitude. But he didn't have a quantifiable no BS. This skill will get me on the floor. Right, right. And I look at C.J. Ellaby, I'm like, you try hard. But you're, you're, you know, T-Rex armed. Like, he's short-armed as hell. He's not the most explosive athlete. He's not great on a handle. His shot is one of the most inconsistent shots I've ever seen from a guy who's got actual NBA action under his belt and isn't a laughable, like, Draymond Green backpack shooter or Russell mm -hmm. Westbrook. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you look at him and you're like, oh, he should be. And no. Like, he airballed three shots in a game. And it was like, oh, buddy. Like, listen. If the cost of keeping him is, you know, this for this season, but Norm ended up re-signing in Portland because Ellaby was his wingman all summer and keeping him locked in, great, worth it. But developing beyond that, oof. I mean, we'll always have the Philadelphia game, though, where he scored 15, 15 points. <laughs> we'll never forget that moment. That's You know what I mean? That's one of those random, like, they, in 10 years. He helped win that game. Ellaby in Philly. Okay, more, more off-the-wall game. Nick Stauskas, nuclear against the Lakers opening game. Yeah. Or CJ Ellaby's 15 against Philly on the road with no Dame. I'm going to make a prediction that you would pick Stauskas because he had been in the league for a while, even though he was a high draft pick for mm -hmm. Sacramento, I believe. Yep. 
like like all high draft picks for Sacramento that not named yeah. Fox. We knew he wasn't great at that point, yeah. so I can see why you would pick him. I have you have to go Ellaby. He's a second round kid from Washington State that everybody he was had supposed to, to be Google. undrafted. Undrafted. He that's was right. He yeah. was. He no. When that pick went in, my phone went bonkers. He like, wasn't on anybody's mock. There was nobody no. with him on a second round mock. Okay. NBA scouts <laughs> and top level draft guys were texting me like, "Did you know about this?" I was like, "No, no, no, I had not heard a word." And, it, was, and- it was Jay Scrub. Jay Scrub was the name that we had heard endlessly. Not not CJ Ellaby. Well, and then, okay, so he has the game, and how much better or weirder does that game look now that we watched him suck in summer league? Like you, you fell off. Like the competition went way down, <laughs> dude. What happened? Wait, Joel Embiid was on the court, and you you helped best him, but now you can't play in the summer league. Yeah, it's it's a weird, weird, weird thing, man. It's, I'll, I'll say this: I don't have a lot of takeaways, man. I think you hit on kind of the things I had. I missed one or I think I missed two games of the total that they played, but didn't uh, when much. I. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of the highlights. Um, Greg Brown made me feel like, hey, maybe there's something there in two years, three years. I love the athleticism. We've talked about the the 45-inch vert at a 6'10 frame. That is scary. He needs to put some stuff together, and I know I'm not going to run away with the summer league conclusion that he can stay on a court for more than six minutes in a game, but I really like the potential that was there, and I think of all the things, despite what the record was, the veterans who were washed, I think that was what you wanted the most, right? Was somebody like Greg Brown to look the way that he did. To pop. Yeah. Okay, here's – I don't typically do this, but I'm going to go a little hot takey. He will help them win a game this year in the regular season. I like the fact that you think he's playing. I I don't think – I don't think think it's going to be a regular thing. But I think there's sure. gonna there's gonna be an injury here or there, and he's gonna be called into spot duty, and he's gonna have a quarter where he has like eleven points, and it's gonna be all transition, just hell. Like that man is just gonna get unleashed, and it's not gonna matter. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's just let's just go to it. The man East Bay Funk Dunk in a damn game. I couldn't believe that. Man. Off that was, one. That was insane to watch. Was it not? I mean, how often do you see that kind of athleticism displayed in a game? You squeal. I just went like this. Oh, no. I mean, let me get away from the mic. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the squeal that came out. That was the squeal that came out. I think the reason I didn't squeal was because the first time I saw that in a game was LeBron in high school, and I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Okay, listen. The way Greg caught it, it looked like he was going to – Yak it back, like because right. he got real long and his chest got wide. Well, he was doing that because he was gonna get under the leg, and I was like, "No!" Mm. And he did it without taking a dribble. Oh, I know. It's like a two-step catch through the legs. Boom, done. I listen. I know we 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 hyperbolize everything in sports media and. That's one of the most insane athletic feats I have ever seen. Oh, I don't disagree with you. East Bay Funk, I, I don't give a damn that it's Summer League. I, I genuinely don't. In game, no dribble, one and a half step, left to right, East Bay Funk <laughs> dunk, and made it look easy. Effortless. 
And that's going to get the highlight reels. LeBron retweeted it. Sheesh. Like, I mean, it was electric. Jalen Green was seen going. Yeah, everybody was just Everybody. Like, mm, stink face galore. Just, yeah. It's, that's, that's nuts. That dunk was nuts. And here's the thing. He's got in-game athleticism. Ant has explosive athleticism that we have yet to really see unleashed regularly. He had that one baseline drive on Myers, <laughs> hilariously, in Miami, where he Myers knew better. I, <laughs> I talked to him after the game. He's like, yeah, I got out of the way on that one. <laughs> but like, we, we don't see Ant. We've seen Nas show flashes of it. Greg lives off of that. That is his bread and butter right now. And he had a, a tip dunk later in the game, another putback. He skied for another rebound. Like, he showed some things with his athleticism and his timing that are natural, that he will somehow figure it out through just a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be a great player. I'm not going to say he's going to do this, that. I think he's going to have the opportunity to develop and be impactful. But... He has something that they need in spades, which is just electric energy and hustle. Let me ask you this then, because I was thinking about this after I saw the dunk. How many minutes we've talked about having that four or five? Who is it? Are they going to address it? Because Zeller and Nurk seemingly always get hurt, right? How many minutes on average with Zeller and Nurk healthy is that player playing in a game to you? Not any particular player, just when you think of that need, yeah. how many minutes is that player giving you in a game? Over a season? probably On average. No, right. I'm saying over a season, probably 15. Okay. Because you're going to have Nurk miss 12, Cody miss 12. How many yep. of those are overlapping? Cody might miss 20. But based I'm, I'm, on his I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm being nice giving it 12, sure. giving him sure. the round play 70 games i think nurk's contract calls his bonus is 70 games played so that's why i just kind of i think that's the number they're shooting for because i think it's a million dollars so the, the reason i ask that is because I, I that's that's too high but he does give them something that they don't have he'll play he the four them, they they need a big sure. body because they they can't do that nonsense of the hazonia tolliver at the five like I, I don't know who the big body's going to be, though. So I'm thinking, I'm just out, thinking out loud. I've heard Millsap's uh, no longer a possibility. He's probably waiting on a championship team to give him a call. I think he's also waiting on not having to do training camp. Well, yeah, it's a savvy veteran move. Ray Allen 101. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. I am over 35 <laughs> years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Check back with me in December. My point is this. Is, he, is Greg Brown the reason they win a championship or get further? No. Probably not. But it's not like we haven't seen other good franchises give young players some burn and say, we have to see what you can do. Yeah. And maybe he proves himself to the bench or maybe he gives himself more minutes. But he's 6'10". He's, he could jump 45 inches. I mean, how many putback dunks can he get in a yeah. season? He's, he's And he's, he's probably a hungry kid too, right? So That's the hope. That, I mean, like his – his basketball acumen wanes from time to time. And I think that's sure. just young guy, not really just elite athlete. Never had to rely on developing hard skills. Can that happen? Yeah. Is it likely? No. But can you find a sweet spot in the middle where you can get a second contract in the NBA? Hell yeah. You can. So I think that's 
I got something to look for. A lot of comments in here. Thank you, everybody. I got 75 viewers across both platforms right now. Thank you so, so, so much. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. I'm an idiot. I didn't put the link in the link tree. Um, you know what? I think I've got it right here. I've got it right here. All right. Uh, if you're listening on the live show replay, uh, I'll have the link tree uh, buried in the um, in the comments on that, too. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. Say something in the chat. There you go. There's the link tree. Enjoy. Um, I think that's a good place to, to jump off into the next part as far as like giving the young guys a chance, right? Sure. And, and that's the whole idea of like, oh, hey, how about Ant? How about Nas? How many minutes are they going to get? And once one of the things we're talking about here with rotations, I'm going to scroll back up and get some of these comments here real quick. Uh, Watford had some good plays. Playmaking-wise, yes, I think that's what you look at him for. Like you maybe look at him like a Jared Vanderbilt type. Like when he came out, like I, I had Vanderbilt at Hoop Summit, and I was blown away by his playmaking. Yeah, um, he was. Him, Gary Trent Jr. and Mo Bamba had three NBA-ready skill sets. Bamba is a shot blocker, Gary is a shooter, and Vanderbilt as a as a playmaker and a passer. And all three guys were probably the three best players outside of the superstar uh, mm-hmm. guys in, in that hoop summit. They were incredible. Um, I saw this from uh, Yasha. Uh, I think the Blazers aren't trading for Lowry because they want to save their assets for a midseason CJ trade. Here's the thing about the Blazers doing a sign-and-trade. And then we'll kind of get back to the development stuff for everybody who's wondering trades, 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 because that's that's everybody wants to talk about is trades and the young guys. If the Blazers do a sign and trade and take that player in return, like that that player is coming to them, they are hard capped. That prevents them from going over the hard the the actual cap. They no matter what that is mm-hmm. they, that is it. That limits their ability to make other deals if they want. Let's say. Ben Simmons becomes available. Ben makes more than 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 uh, CJ. You would have to give more back to get back under it, if that were right. the case. So, if they wanted to, yes, in theory. And here's the really dumb thing. I, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day because I was doing the math and I'm a, I'm a miserable human being. The 2.8 million dollars that's currently owed to Andrew Nicholson would be the difference between the Blazers uh, paying the luxury tax and not if they traded like Derek Jones Jr. for and a pick for Lowry Markkinen. Because let's say you let's say you sign Lowry for 11.5 in a signing trade. Derek's uh, 9.7. So the difference there is 1.8. They're 550 over the tax right now. Guess how much 2.8 would leave you with? Oh, do the math right now, and you're back to five hundred thousand under the cap. Da 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 da. da. But we're still can't. paying Andrew Nicholson. Oh, for two more years, bro. <laughs> Twenty-three, twenty-four, seven-year stretch. Seven-year stretch. Hey, uh, Bobby Bonilla and Andrew Nicholson get the longest contracts in sports. Hey, history. listen, man. Verajals just fell off. They were basically paying. They oh, had five yeah, million that. dollars in dead money. So you're a market that struggles to get guys to come here, and you have to overpay, yet you have a $5 million handicap. Well, Danny, nobody wants to come to Portland. It's not a market that we can acquire free agents through. Well, guess what? Masai Ujiri had something to say about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Greg Brown still needs two years. Yep, nobody arguing that. Sure, no doubt. I just think he's going to get in there and get a game or two this season. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. No, that's 100%. He's, he's raw as could be. There's no doubt about it. Let's see what uh, he is in camp when they start scrimmaging, though. I'm curious. He's going to make some surprises. Derek Roberts, any updates on the Ant interview? It's coming soon, guys. Don't worry. I've actually I've got uh, a couple requests out um, 
and it's just a matter of just getting him on. So um, I talk to those guys pretty regularly. Uh, my partner froze the phone next to me for that dunk, so I had to cheer quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's read. I am really excited to see what Ant and Nas do this year. I hope they both take off, which is a great time to talk about the young guys. All right. I rambled quite a bit there, Sprague. So yeah, this one's all you Ant Nas. Which one do you want to go with first? Let's start with Ant. Okay. What, what is your expectation? Then what is your hope? My expectation is 12 points a game. My hope is, would obviously be 15. I think if you could get that kind of, what would this be? Is this his third, fourth? Four. This is your four. This is contract year. God, four years already with Anthony Simons. If if year four gets him to 15, which I get, that's kind of a big number. That's a little bit that, of an expectation. That's the jump. There's the 10, 12 point a game guy. Yep. Then there's the 15 to 18 guy. And then there's the 20 or more guy. Those are the, those are the windows. Danny, I think the 15 point a game, Anthony Simons changes the team's win total by three to four, which is pretty massive if you're thinking about the season in total with 82 games. I Okay, so I, I don't think you're wrong at all in that regard. I also think the 12 points is, is a um, viable um, Oh, absolutely goal. it's viable. Uh, yes. Without Carmelo Anthony, th- there's going to be uh, – some people got very mad at me the day because I said that it was going to be hard for the Blazers to find – those 20 shots between Mello and Cantor that were um, out there last year. Yeah. Ant's going to take some of those up, but Ant, Ant took six shots a game last season. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take 16. Like he's not, that shot diet is not going to go up that much for him. You look at the shot attempts, Dame's at 20, CJ's at 19, Norm's at 13, which is a career high, by the way. Um, Mello had 11, Nurk had 9. I think you could see Nurk probably pick up 2 or 3. I think you'll see him around 11, 12 shots. Uh, Ennis Cantor had 8, Cove had 8, and Simons was 6. Like yeah. so, so you're looking at Simons right now. So he averaged 8 points a game on 6 shots. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're probably going to see him in that 11 to 12 shots range. Which I think that's probably about right. I, th- I think you can see him between 10, 10, 12 shots. Um, his three-point diet is 75% of his shots. So you're looking at Ant probably taking seven, eight threes a game, which isn't a bad thing. So let's just do some quick math. I mean, he shot four and a half last year. Yeah, so let's let's, let's bump him up to eight just for a round number. Okay. And let's say he shoots 40%. Which he did last year, basically. He's at 38, so... He's he's a career 38% shooter, right? Yeah. So you go, let's go... Eight times 0.4. So that's, there we go. We'll do everybody math. 3.2. Okay. So he's going to make 3.23s per game. How many points is 3.2 times 3, Sprague? Uh, nine and some change, baby. Oh, weird. 9.6. Yeah. If he can hit a free throw, if he can get to the rim, if he can get to that mid-range shot, which he started to show a little bit, it's very, 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 very easy to see him get to that 12-point threshold. Sorry, I, I, I hijacked you there. Uh, no, no, I, I, I think it's a good breakdown because obviously it's very obtainable for what we saw at the end of last year. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't. And that's the thing. is I'm actually going to go back here. It was about right after the All-Star break, so I'm going to say after, after New Year's, or after New Year's, after Valentine's Day, 
Ant's confidence started to climb up bit by bit by bit. He had uh, a real swagger with him the last, how many games would you say, 20, 25? That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the window. I, I, I checked it once before. Um, he shot the living hell out of the ball. Yeah, he shot 45% from three from March on. Jeez. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, so it was, um, let, me, let me get rid of the pool per game and get the totals because I, I want to make sure the, the volume. Yeah, so in the final 29 games for him, he took 113 threes and he hit 51. So, well, yeah. look, if he's going to get good minutes, which we assume he will, because he's probably the first guy off the bench, I think we're going to get the Indiana Pacer, Anthony Simons. You know, quite frankly, 27 points a game, be <laughs> nine of 10 from three. This is not too much to ask in year four. I mean, come on. The crazy thing is, and this is going from the what do you expect versus what do you hope for, is I expect him to be a. a my my view for him has always been he could be a legitimate sixth man. His ability to be more than that or to be a really good sixth man depends on two things. Uh, three, if you want to include defense. I, I'm of the, of the mind where there's very few guys in the league who can do both, mm-hmm. especially if you're an offensive engine. Right. And I think Ant is leaning much more towards offensive engine. If he can learn how to take guys off the bounce and get to the rim and use his athleticism and turn into a plus playmaker. Not an elite playmaker. I'm Give me Jason Terry playmaker. Which I think is, everybody wants to talk about, like, is he J.R. Smith or is he Jason Terry? J.R. Smith's a good player. Catch and shoot three-point monster. You look at where he sits in the record books for made threes, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, him? His crazy ass? And then you, you look at it and you're like, well, I guess he did hit a lot of threes. Like, that's that to me is Ant's floor. But if Ant can get off the bounce or work in the mid-range or develop his handle enough, that's where I think you go from that expectation to that hope. Yeah. I think if, if he can – hell, if you can get in between my hope and what we're talking about, the expectation. I mean, what if, he's, if he gives us a year where he's getting 13, almost 14 even? I think that's a great year for Anthony Simons. I, I don't I don't think that's too much of an ask either. I legitimately I, don't. I don't think it is either because he's gonna get the he's gonna get the burn. And I honestly I could be wrong on this. It seems like him and Dame have a good relationship. And I wouldn't be stunned if Dame is in his ear during camp if he's hitting during scrimmages, like, hey, shoot, shoot the ball. You get the ball, shoot the ball. And here's the thing. Like more than a few reporters have said it and I've heard it from other players too. Talent wise, those guys on that team look at Ant as a supremely talented, incredibly gifted player. There, there's no doubt there. It's about focus and his own confidence. Right. And he, Which, coming off that playoff series, where's that at right now? Wasn't the greatest showing for him. No, and he didn't get a lot of burn. That leash was awful short. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at everybody else that was out there, and maybe the leash should have been a little shorter with some of those guys. So, uh, I don't know who you're talking about, mm, but okay. Weird. Uh, Kirk, at least the Blazers don't have Bobby Bonilla on the team. Well, they, they kind of do. They're actually paying him more than they pay Bobby Bonilla. Um, Corey, I'm so out on Ant. He's an undersized foul machine that sometimes hits his threes. Okay. Well, I don't know how we're talking about undersized because he's significantly longer than Damon CJ. And he's 6'4". 6'5". Six, six, is he 6'5 yeah, now? So I, I had him in the studio his rookie year. 
And he's like, I'm like six three and a half. And if you go on IG, there's a picture of Joe Shane and I. Shane's six one. I'm five eleven. Joe's five eight. And you can see Ant is clearly like right. near six four. Yeah. So last year I had him on the show, and I was like, man, you look taller. He's like, I'm six five. And he's he's all proud of himself. And I was like, all right, baby, Giannis. You know, they did get him at 19, so, I mean, it's yeah. not crazy that he grew an inch and a half. No, and he's put on about 15 pounds. He still can't crack 200. I haven't talked to him in a, in a couple of weeks, so I don't know how his offseason stuff's going. Um, but that was always the goal is to, like, get – like, he's been over, but every time he goes to work out, it just comes right back off. So he's undersized in the sense of maybe some strength, but length and height, definitely not. Um, and as far as sometimes makes his threes – no, no, he makes more of them than just about anybody in the league. Thirty-eight point two percent of the time, he's making his threes, and that's basically his career number. And his catch and shoot number was over fifty percent. He was number two in the NBA in catch and shoot. Well, that's where he was really thriving on that run when yeah. he was starting to get that confidence going. It was it was straight up catch and shoot stuff. And he'd get that little one dribble pull up or that little yep. pump fake side dribble and side like, step. Yep, he'd just kill it. Like yep. And he's he's such a good shooter in that respect. He will stay around in the league just because he can do that. Because he's he's Ben McLemore, but better than Ben McLemore. Like if that if that makes sense. So he'll he'll stay in the league as long as he continue to do that. Um, Nas, what's what's mm-hmm. your what's your um, projection and what's what's your 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 hope? He's a tougher he's a tougher situation to figure out for me. Um, I've gone kind of back and forth of how I feel about Nazir Little because. Obviously, they're going to need him to play. And I think mm-hmm. if you were to get some truth serum into Neil, he would tell you that absolutely the plan is to try to play Nas. Oh, 100%. The way the roster is structured right now, he's playing. Look, I, my problem is I just don't I don't know how to feel about where he's at mentally. And I think that's a big deal because last year was a season from hell for him. The and calendar he, year. To, to have, I mean, the calendar year, yeah, no doubt. But, like, the season in general, I'm not giving up on him. I'm not going to abandon it yet because I've seen some things from him that leave me really encouraged. But the Milwaukee played, game. What, 13 minutes a game last year when he did play, which, by the way, that was sparingly. He only gave you four and two. I think this year if you can get that four up to a seven, seven. and you can take that two up to an eight. Because I this is my thing. I think he has the athleticism to impact the glass. He just has to identify that in camp and go, I'm not really a catch and shoot guy yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a guy that puts the ball on the floor, creates my own shot the way some of these other players on our roster can. How can I impact the game? Cutting, slashing, and attacking the glass with just some of that like enthusiasm that I've seen him play with. If he the hair on that, fire Gerald Wallace stuff. Sure, and mm-hmm. and go that route because right now I don't know where your shots are coming from because of the way the roster is constructed. So if you get seven and eight, man, if you can get that, I know that six rebounds might be big to some people, but if you can get to that threshold statistically, again, I, I, I think that's a really valuable commodity to have, a six five athletic wing who's attacking the glass. Yes, please, sign me up for that. Yeah, I... Uh, I... I'm a, I'm a fan of Nas because of, of a lot of things, but mostly this. He took and broke down his jumper to nothing and built it back up from scratch. He played like absolute dog poo at North Carolina. Part of that was on him. 
part of that was on Roy Williams and how they utilized him. They basically parked him in a corner and said, try and do something. You know, and it just, it did never fit. Roy's last two years were really weird to me. Yes, to say the least. It yeah. just, and Nasir, it's kind of funny, he tweeted out today, you know, I'm Tar Heel for life. Like, I'm sure, I like it. Kobe and Cam and, and, the, and the guys that he played with, I'm sure he loves those guys. But he, he was not put in a position to succeed at North Carolina. And I don't think he really has been in Portland yet either. But the Blazers had him mocked as a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. When they fell to it, when he, they, they fell to him, they, they were like, let's take this kid. Let's see what happens. We've seen him attack uh, closeouts, uh, come out of the corner on DHOs and finish with that, like, that left-handed dunk. We saw the Milwaukee game where he dropped a 30-piece. Like he's he's shown flashes of damn this guy could play, you you can you can just see he's an NBA player. Can he be a consistent contributor? Mm-hmm. I think there, there's levels to it. I think everything you hit on was like every everything was hell for that guy for the last calendar year. What does it look like if he's empowered a little bit? And this is where the the guys you know the the coach change stuff. This is where it makes sense because this is where I stand when it comes to coaching. A coach decides who plays and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Terry was very much veteran, 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 veteran. That was one of my gripes against him. But when you're winning 49 and a half games every year, it, that stuff's going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah. That, that's just the way it goes. I'm hoping Chauncey can work it with Ant and Nas a little bit. Get their minutes up a little bit. But the flip side is, Ant's taking minutes from probably CJ. Who's Nas taking minutes from? Norm? Because they're like, are they gonna play? Norm, are they gonna play Nas at the three? Or are they gonna play him at the four? They play him at both because they don't have an actual four on the roster. I don't know if I want to see him at the four. They're really undersized if they do that. You have they're to have very undersized. You have to have that. Zeller on the floor. He's Otherwise, six five, man. Like he's athletic, but he's, that is he's six six, but he's got I think he's got a seven one or seven two wingspan. Yeah, I still he's, I don't know if I want to see him at the four. It's it's a stretch, to say the least. That's a, that's, a, that's a stretch four joke right there. Dum dum. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just it's it's a hard one. Um, getting some more questions in here. Um, can we please start posting up Nurk in the paint? No more pick and rolls the entire game from Kirk. No. <laughs> That's a terrible idea, Kirk. What, He's one of your more gifted passers. He's the best screen setter. I, yeah. I don't want to get rid of that. Not only I that. That's one of the skills. Nurk struggles as a finisher. You don't want to post him up. Like, if, yeah, you, want to, if you want to put him in the mid post as a playmaker, that's right. a different – like if you if that's how you want to move the offense around him and put the creation deeper into the paint, which I think they will do, and I think is a good idea. They sparingly did that with Terry, um, but as far as like straight posting Nurk for those touches for him to to look to score, not a fan of that. You want what, what, what was that? What was that person's name that just asked that question? Uh, that was Kirk. 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 This is um, first of all. Don't blame you for that, right? Because he's he's a big body dude. I think you look at Nurk and you just instantly think he should be dominating on the post. How many times in a game do you shout at your TV, dunk the ball? Because I do it at least two to three. And so if you if you're doing that, I'd rather see him thrive where he thrives more, and that's at the top. And I think Chauncey's going to do that. And we've said this before on the pod. I think he's going to run a lot of offensive sets through Nurk, and he's going to see if Dame and CJ will start to move. That might be a little 
ill-advised because I've never seen him do it. But those guys, listen, those guys, it's not for those guys. They, they may not. get a couple like back cuts, like between, I would say that the, it's a safe bet to take the under on three and a half cuts a game. Between yeah, those two. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. But the two or three opportunities that you get a game are easier points than they would get otherwise. It's more about Norm. It's more about Cub. It's more about Ant or Nas. And that's like this actually works as a nice transition for Nurk here. Because I, I, I wanted to ask you about this. This is kind of an unprompted question. One of the big issues, and I have been hammering this since before the coaching changes, is they suck as a playmaking team. And it's not, they just need to pass more in college basketball and coach, coach, coach. That crap doesn't matter. If you do not, I've heard people say, what, every pass in the NBA is simple. No, it's not. No, it is not. No, it is not. No, it is not. Guys like Ant have gone down and worked with Darren Collison, who is a pro's pro point guard, to learn how to pass like a point guard, to see the floor, to anticipate. You're talking about six, eight world-class athletes everywhere. If you aren't pinpoint, if you show early, if you delay with your hand, it's one thing to make an outlet pass. It's another thing to make a pass at full speed in traffic and, you know, and create. Yeah. The Blazers are really good about passing around the horn. Probing passes in traffic, they are terrible at. And I've been teasing this for weeks because the thing I've been working on for Dame, because it's taking me this long to do it all, um... Do you think that they'll run Yusuf Nurkic more with the bench than they ever have? Because that seems like the only solution they have, barring a gift like Kevin Love coming in and being able to be a facilitator of the second unit. Well, we we haven't even gotten to the facilitator part of who we could be potentially having here and what we teased at the beginning of the pod. Uh, that, that, that was going to be the transition after this. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that being said, let me ask you this then to a follow-up. How many minutes does that take away Nurk from Dame? I'd say probably at least a third. You're getting at least eight minutes, four and a half. That hurts. You know what? If he comes out the gates early and it looks like it's working, I'm down to try it. I, I Have him be the first sub off, bring in Zeller. Yeah. I think it's absolute madness to basically say no to anything in that realm. I you got to try it. it. you got to take a look at it. Well, yeah, you haven't tried it, so what's that led to you? First round exit. So I think I, I'm, I'm so... Man, I'm somebody who there isn't something you can try where I'm going to be in my living room going, what, what stupid crap is this? I'm going to be like, okay, let's see what this is. And then if it doesn't work, I'll be like, what kind of stupid crap was that? But it's going to be a lot of that this year where you're like, oh, let's try that. And then you're going to go, that looked like crap. Why did we do that? You know, it's going to be one of those situations. I think, I think you got to see what sticks. I think that's a very valid point. And I think that's kind of where we need to be at. Is it not? I mean, this many years in, I'm basically, this is the Kama Sutra season. Open up the book and show me the page. I'm down for all of it. (laughs) All of it. uh, That one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I. I The downward wheelbarrow doggy. I'm down, man. Like, I don't know how that works. I don't even know how to put my leg there, but I'll try it. Yeah. I I think that's kind of. What we're, we're talking about here, and speaking of legs you can't control, Draymond Green, ladies and gentlemen. How about <laughs> that transition? Uh, the man has seemingly gotten his legs under control and no longer kicking people un- unabashedly in the junk. Sat down with Kevin Durant for Bleach Report's new show, Chips. Chips. So, um, and boy, was that fun. I really like Draymond in that role. Okay, he, listen, he's going to be on TNT. 
Oh, without a doubt. There, He's got a contract probably done. Yeah, no. Like, unless ESPN, unless I don't even think ESPN's willing to pay him that money because. Well, I don't want him to go to ESPN because as it's been documented by everybody who appreciates the game of basketball, ESPN sucks at covering basketball. Yes. So. They put, have Woj and they have Twitter and everything else sucks. And, and, and Lowe. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Lowe's great. Okay, okay. But then they put Lowe behind a paywall. They don't put him at the front of all of their television shows. Which makes no sense. They don't no put his sense. podcast enough. Like, yeah. he has gyms in every podcast. And they just like, meh. So, again, so they suck. sucks yes. at basketball. So, TNT was going to get Draymond. And it's because of this interview and everything else like it. Um, I, I want to address this real quick. Everybody's talking about Andre Drummond in the chat, which is a random thing. The, the big penguin... Um, people Why are we talking they, about Andre Drummond? Uh, they, they, should, they should have gotten Andre Drummond over Zeller. Uh, he, Andre Drummond I, is, I, is, I did not like Andre Drummond on the Lakers. That left me very discouraged. He, he's he's actively bad. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Like he's he's, a he's not stats, bad team guy. He no no he's he's not even that anymore. He's well he's, okay. That's he's fair. just tall. Just tall. He he's a he's a terrible finisher. He's a non playmaker. The only thing he does is rebound, and it's just it's the most re- replaceable skill in the NBA right now. Have fun being the next Dwight Howard in Philadelphia. And that's the thing is, Dwight was actually good. Dwight did get good, yeah. So, as, as weird as that is. Um, here's the thing. Um, Draymond and KD sat down, and they basically took, whoop, and just threw Bob Myers under the bus uh, for a little bit of revisionist history. Uh, basically said they, they should have just let us handle this like we need to, which that part of it I, I actually agree with. Let's just say this way. Let, let's say you and Dirt get into it. Like, it's it's heated. Mm-hmm. And your boss comes in and tells you, you're wrong. You need to go apologize. Mm-hmm. And you guys have won awards, and you guys are running the ratings roughshod. You don't give a damn what Jeff says. Right. I'll handle this. Like we're doing fine without you, you know that. That's how I looked at that conversation, and because they kept forcing the issue in that interview, or at least that's, that's how they portrayed it, I think that that led to things getting tighter in the locker room, so that it w- wasn't addressed. And I've heard people say, "Well, they could have just gone and done it. They could have addressed it uh, further down the road." But it, uh, I think it's one of those things where you have to it, you have to nip it now. It has to be done now. But because they delayed it, because they tried to force it the way that they wanted it to be forced, it it the shelf life expired on the apology. Does that okay. make sense? No, that that makes sense. I don't necessarily agree with you though, because mm-hmm. if you go back to that year, I mean, first of all, a lot of stuff has come out about that year, right? Like it was a disaster out, behind the scenes for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> that's because he wouldn't commit. I mean, he signed yeah. one and ones every uh, four years he was there. He signed a one and one every. Well, and everybody knew season. that he was going to New York. Don't get it twisted. Everybody knew he was going to New York, but right. It was so the Knicks at the All Star game, caught talking to Kyrie, he comes out and basically, or uh, the Sullivan book basically said that really was when they were like, we're playing together, and that. You're still playing a season in different uniforms. You're not even teammates. That in itself, to me, you're kind of breaking a moral code with that. I, well, I mean, it, cool. it happened even earlier. It happened at the Olympics. Sure, that's when those two put it together. I don't like. I don't like that kind of stuff. So I see your point, but you also have to put yourself in management coaching situations. So you're Kerr, you're oh, Bob yeah. Myers, and you you're going into the year thinking 
if we do not sign Kevin Durant to a one-and-one or a max extension, we are going to lose Kevin Durant, and I don't know what the future is going to hold. We have good players, but it, we're way better, and we're clearly the title favorite with KD. I don't want to lose that, right? You're going to a new stadium or new arena in San Francisco. You had a lot of money on the line. So while I don't disagree with where you're coming from, if, if I'm putting myself in that situation you painted with my co-host, sure, my boss is saying you should apologize. You, you were wrong. I'm not going to like that. I'm going to say I disagree with that opinion. But I'm also still on the side going to pull my boy to the side and say, dude, we've been working together for X amount of years. Let's talk this out. Like, I know I'm probably wrong in some extent, and you're probably wrong to some extent. I, I, I just thought there that stuff was a cop-out to me. I, I hate that. We there stopped. is part of that to it because KD was gone. He was gone. He, like, Myers and Kerr needed to appease him. And if they didn't, that he was gone. But they kind of knew he was still gone. So I can't blame they never took him calling in. him a bitch. That's, that's the thing is that Steve Kerr never took KD in because he never believed for one second he was a part of the team. And KD How is he won- supposed to? He signed one and ones every and single year. You're not committing to your That's the team. part where you and I agree. KD wanted to have his cake and eat it too. And that is that is the prima donna star stuff right now. And that is one of the things about Damian Lillard that I've always appreciated. That stuff, even though there are things that go on behind the scenes that would make Dame appear lesser, right. you don't hear about it because it doesn't happen all the time. You don't hear about the BS. You don't hear... Because, listen, you have that much money, you have an ego. I mean, yeah. If, if you guys want a little bit of insight, I sat down with Phil Beckner. He talked about young Dame and how he needed to get put in check. Like, uh, number one, I highly recommend going listen to Phil Beckner because it was a stupidly fun podcast. Um, but number two, he gave a lot of insight into early Dame and how he had to humble himself and, and how he has been. And that's kind of just been, like, what I think has bubbled under the surface as it pertains to Portland. And here's the hot take Sprague and I were kind of hinting towards. This interview, Draymond and KD, for me... This is Draymond Green laying the groundwork to get the blank out of Golden State. I have heard behind the scenes for six months that he has been hammering. Him, Steph, and Clay have been hammering, hammering Bob Myers to trade the young guys, to trade Wiggins, to trade the picks. Give me win now, guys, or we're gone. And they went younger. They still got Steph to sign the Supermax, though. But, but here's, here's what All-Stars are doing right now. Unless you're Zion and you think you can go you know, play out your option, which with his knees, I would never do that. Sure. But you get the bag, then you get moved. So here's one. I, I yeah. If Steph moves, I don't think Steph moves till he's like old, like Reggie 35, Miller 36. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Hold up there. 100%. And I, by the way, I do think it's going to end up somehow being Charlotte as like some going swan home. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot it'd to be that. Like Dame going to Utah, like it would be the same kind of like you're like, oh yeah, no, I, okay, I get that. Or he fills in for Steph when <laughs> Steph. <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That being said, the Golden State stuff is really odd to me, and despite my feelings of what KD and Draymond were saying about whose fault it was, they're still the really f- good. They're still really, really good. Um, <laughs> the fact. The fact that an active player on a roster through the coach and the general manager that he's playing under, under the bus on an interview that they knew was going to go viral because of who they were and what they were talking about. And, and mentioned that he laughed in Bob Myers' face when he tried to discipline him. Yeah. Like to me, it's, it's not unusual, but it's funny that you and I, no matter what we thought of any different point of that interview, 
we walked away after that going, oh, oh, Draymond's available. Draymond could be got if, if, if Portland and Neil O'Shea are willing to call and either facilitate a third team into it or Golden State directly, I don't know. It, look, it's it might not happen, but it's to me, it well, felt like open. Draymond. It, that, yeah, that it door's like open. Draymond opened the door and said, I'm willing to leave here. Like, I'm going to laugh at Bob when I leave and we win somewhere else. Yeah. And here's the thing. Dame was just in Tokyo, folks. Conversations were had. Absolutely. Conversations were had. Now, some of those aren't in favor of Portland. <laughs> no, it was a lot. It was probably a lot of, uh, hey, uh, you know, like Brad Beal, Brad Beal, you want to come to D.C.? You want to be at the nation's capital? So um, I'm going to go back here and grab some comments, catch back up. Sorry, guys, I'm usually a lot better about this. Number one, thank you all for being in here for the first hour. We got uh, 80 going back and forth between 80 to 100 viewers across both. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, again, let me drop the uh, link in the chat for the link tree real quick. Boop and boop you can subscribe to uh spotify apple itunes google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts we are there we got you covered um there was a point in here somebody said i'm sorry it scrolled back and i lost it but somebody said nasir little would be a starter on any team in the nba um wow the, the player okay. development in portland sucks oh i Interesting. Okay. I, I have my issues with who the Blazers have drafted and how they've drafted and what they have done with the young guys. They're, you have not seen a young guy leave Portland and pop. Not once. Not once. You don't want to count Pat Connaughton? He, I think he was good here. Like, he was a solid role player. But, but like I said, they're saying, like they, have done, they have done well with guys with where they have picked. The, on, the only exception to that really is Zach Collins. That is... Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh, Caleb Swanigan. I don't get mad once you get out of the lottery. Like, if you get NBA caliber players outside of the top 20, you're good. In that regard, you're doing good. And that's where I, everybody says, I hate Neil. While I don't like him, I, have, I will actively give him praise for the guys that he has drafted outside of the lottery. They've yeah. done well. But Alan, that's not where I care for him to do the best. You, you know do that I mean? after you have everything else. Yeah. That's that's always been the issue. But Danny, just, you can take you can take four players, and I'm assuming Gary Trent's at the front of this line. Take mm -hmm. all four players you want that were drafted either late first or second round, and you can take them collectively, and you can have them. If I can go back and redraft in 17 and get Bam out of bias, yes, yeah, because top end talent means the most, it and, 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 and it always will in the NBA. Yes, the, you can time. talk about team and college and how things were for you in high school. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter yep. in the NBA. Doesn't matter. Just just how it goes. Um, but you get you would have Dame, <laughs> CJ, Norm, Bam, Draymond, and Nurkic in the hypothetical scenario. Oh yeah, this yes yeah. If we're, if we're talking about the Draymond deal, money wise, Covington, Jones, and a first works for Draymond because Draymond's at twenty four, twenty five million. You got to get going here in a second, right? Uh, I just texting. I, I I got about like. 15 minutes. Okay, cool. We'll get you yeah. out of here quick. Yeah, no, no worries. N number one, everybody is still going nuts in the comments about Andre Drummond. I didn't know Big Penguin was going to be the one that really got everybody rolling. It's great. Why Why are we, why is the comments going in on, on where is that coming from? He, he signed in Philadelphia. Like, it's we just, just, uh, we're just residual pissed? It's, it's fun. It's, 
But where? Who brought that up? Why was Andre Drummond brought? I, I, don't, up? I don't know. It's one of those like everybody always has like that one hill they they die on. It's it's sure. it's weird. I was um, a big. Let me tell you right now. I, there's a lot of players for this. I was a big Andre Drummond guy. I really was. I was. Were you not, like? Not, like when he got the, when he got the septum surgery, and all of a sudden he could breathe better and he could play more minutes. It was like, oh yeah, I liked him at UConn. Admittedly, okay, hate me for it. I don't care. I, was, I liked him early in Detroit, and then I was like, okay, this dude's not really an impact player. I've never been an Andre guy. Just never have. But as far as the the Drummond's or Drummond Draymond stuff goes, again, Covington Jones Jr. and a first financially works. And normally I would be like, that's not enough for Draymond. Da, da, da. But Sprague. The Golden State Warriors have a uh, have a bit of a problem on their hands. And what is that problem? They owe a lot of money to keep that roster together. A lot of money. It is a hundred and ninety million dollars in luxury tax. Coming. They right have the more luxury tax than every other team in the NBA has roster. Mm. And they didn't even make the playoffs last year. And you're hoping Clay can get back to some semblance of Clay. Like, that's a lot of money to spend on a team you're not sure about, man. And even if Clay plays, I I don't. Is let's, that team doing? Let's anything? say Draymond's unhappy. Do you Which think? Do you think he can't cause some chaos for you? Like Dame, those young dudes. Dame will sit there like this. Yep. He's not gonna rock the boat. Draymond will turn that bitch upside down. I, hundred percent. He's not going to sit back. Yep. So if he wants out, he'll get out. And he'll force his way to where he wants to go. And I think Covington's a good enough player. You could plug into that system, and he would be your floor spacer. You'd lose the playmaking element, certainly. But he's an expiring. Jones is an expiring. Mm-hmm. That gets you off of the $25 billion a year. Now, you could get a better offer for Draymond, but is he going to tell that team, hell nah? Is Golden State going to call his bluff? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I do believe that Draymond is available. Is he going to make the move? Because you know Dame has got – if Dame knows this, like if, if Dame came back from Tokyo – because, you know, these guys are talking all the time. They're on the flight back out. together. Like if he's like, I'm I'm about to do some stuff or the D, the KD interview happens and Dame sees it. If Dame knows this, Dame has got to be in that ear, right? He's got to be like, Neil – can, what can we do, man? How we make this happen? You've got to make this happen. They'll force it. I have to. I have to address this one because there's back-to-back comments on this. James Bazarki says, "Can you please go over how Damon CJ terrible alley passes?" In fact, I have a huge, a video coming. huge feature coming yep. on that, and I ta- got to talk to a bunch of NBA players, coaches, uh, and folks just around the league in general, uh, and I have some data backing it up. Um, that it's going to come out in a multi-part. Uh, I think it's it's going to be at least two, might be three, to keep it from mm-hmm. being like a, an hour worth of video. Um, but there's a follow-up here. Dame and CJ can be better at alley-oop passes if Stotts ever designed to play for one and had them practice it in practice. Eh, wrong. Dude. Wrong, 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 That's not wrong. how, that's how, what'd you say? That's not how, like, what, most 90% of alley-oop passes work? Like, yeah. Hey, let me draw up the alley oop play. It's no. it's not it's semi-pro here. You it's, know what I mean? It's, it's feel. And it and really yes, you is. can run back cuts and all that kind of stuff. Dame is a terrible interior passer. His timing is bad, and when he gets in the paint, yeah. because of how he's covered, 
And because of his limitations with size and explosiveness, um, after he picks up the dribble, like if you watch Trey Young, what makes Trey elite is his ability to decelerate and control mm-hmm. in the paint and keep a live dribble. Damian Lillard is very bad at keeping a live dribble. He does, he does not Rondo or Nash, which is the idea of you dribble one side, you come out underneath the rim on the other side and keep I that think, dribble alive. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up those two. You could use other players too. Like Chris Paul. Kidd was really good Kidd, at that, Chris yeah. Paul. I, I think the difference, this is why they're all great in different ways, right? Like some of those are similar in some sense, but I mean, you're talking about players that just felt the game and played the game. In a, a they're elite floor generals. A, yes, they... they they operated in the, in a different sense, whereas Dame, probably really since high school, Score. all the way up to the NBA, it's it go get a bucket, Dame. We need he played Weaver State for four years. It was Dame save us. He was he the nation's to, leading scorer, right? So it's, I, I think a lot of that is just how you grow up. Like kids growing up in the parks in Oakland, tossing dimes to, you know, people that are dunking from the free throw line, but they don't play because they they get into trouble or something. Like Dame. Played with people in Oakland, but I'm just saying, like, Dane grew up in a situation. He didn't play with AAU, EYBL circuits. He didn't play with the Greg Browns of the world. No. He played with lesser guys where he was the front man and he had to go score. And his playmaking comes as a part of his shot-making gravity. That's where that comes from. So this is not to, like, denigrate anybody who thinks this. I'm telling you, I have literally watched every single Damian Lillard drive of last season every single one of them i have the second spectrum data on all of his interior passes he does not stack up against anybody else in the league of the of the premier creators or premier scorers that is his shortcoming that's not a stats thing that's just intrinsically again i'm not trying to just plug this video but when i talk to to uh Beckner you should plug this. the video. You're doing a lot of work on it. I would plug the living hell out of it. Well, the, the the Beckner interview. I, I I asked him on on the video about this, and I I talked to him a bunch off the record off about this. And there's a there's a piece in there where I where we talk about guys getting better at the things that they're already good at, going from good to great and great to to elite, as opposed to below average or subpar to passable. The return on investment is significantly higher going from good to great or great to elite than from poor or subpar to passable. And I know in our heads we want to think that it's the other way around, but it's not. And that's part of understanding what your limitations are and Mm -hmm. how good you can be in those things. A perfect example, and I just saw somebody say, uh, not everyone can be Andre Miller. Andre Miller couldn't shoot the ball. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't try to shoot. He bec- he was one of the best. Lo- he, he is the best lob passer of all time. He, he knew that, that what his game was, man. He knew below how to work the with rim, his lack of athleticism. Play play in the post, just yeah. being that guy. Yeah, and I think that's where we we misconstrue the value of coaching. Could they put Dame in better situations where he has more passing angles, or a little more spacing, perhaps, and maybe that alleviates it, and you get a little bit of gain on the edge. But as far as, like, fundamentally changing it, it doesn't matter. Well, but, you know, in some of this, too, like, scheme scheme can help. I, I won't deny it. But some of this is, is just kind of like on Dame, too, right, as a yes. player. it's You have to want to do some of these things that maybe he's not as great at. 
as some of the other elite point guards, which is okay because every point guard, every point guard seemingly has a flaw. So it's okay to say that his weakness is maybe interior passing, law passes, etc. He's also got to want to do it for this to to change or to work. It's the same thing as, as when when Dame says, "I want to play off the ball more." Well, Dame, in order to do that, you have to give the ball up. Yeah, and that's not me like bashing Dame. It's just there's there's a level to it. The, the Blazers are better. Any team really is better when Damian Lillard has the ball more. The the yep. numbers bear that out. Damian Lillard is one of maybe five guys in the entire league where their ability to score and their gravity is so great that they are an offense unto themselves. That's Steph. That's Dame. That's Harden. That's Luka, and that's Jokic. Mm-hmm. That's probably the list. Now there are other guys in that, in the sense of like playmaking ability, like Giannis and his ability to get downhill in the same way. Would you like put Trey in there? Trey's probably right Close. there. He did some damage. He, he did some damage, he and he did, did more damage. than I thought. But he's got one playoff series and one year of that. The other guy, like Luca, has been that dude since the draft. Like there, there's, he's just been that guy. Like, he, he gave the Clippers the business. He took two of the best defenders in the world in two years in a row and just unreal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's fundamentally where I land on this. Um, we got to get you out of here, but we'll save the Masai Ujiri stuff. I guess we'll touch on that on, on, on Sunday. Uh, I want to make sure. I won't be here Sunday. Oh, that's dude. right. I'm you out. Won't. That's right. I'll, I'll be out. I'll be out I, for the week. That's right. You're out for the week. I will have somebody. I do, I do have somebody coming in. I just got to make sure. I've got two people lined up. Um, I, well, any I, names? No, not yet, because I got I got to confirm. That's why I have two. Um, <laughs> so, um, go ahead and plug what you got. What you got uh, coming up after that? Well, I'm. I, first of all, I'm glad we addressed the Draymond stuff and we connected on that. Second yes. of all, very disappointed to miss the Maasai stuff because I quite, I, <laughs> I, I did the, I did a chuckle. I did a nice chuckle when I read the, the tweet, and it said what it said about. We don't cry or complain. The exact tweet is, we're not going to sit here and cry that players don't want to come here. I just went, Wah. all right, Neil, I hope you read that. We're just, um, oh, we're just counting the days until the press conference. I know. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, catch me, you know, 6 to 9 a.m. on 1080, the fan, Dirt and Sprague in the morning. We'll get your day started on the fan. Uh, don't talk as much heavy Blazers right now as we would, obviously, on the Jacked Ramsey's podcast, but... <laughs> Getting into a lot of football stuff, college football, we're excited for. And then I'm also doing a betting show on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. That'll be tomorrow at 8 o'clock Pacific. It's also airing in Denver, L.A., uh, and one other market. So oh. you can catch it there. And the podcast is on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. It's called Back to the Futures. And I do that. And we talk a lot of football on that one as well. But we'll mix in some, some baseball, some basketball, stuff like that. Well, uh, as always, you can find me on social media uh, everywhere uh, except for Instagram, of course. At Danny Meringue, at D-A-N-Y-M-A-R-A-N-G. On Instagram, at D Meringue. I got the, the, the Twitch handles. The Twitch handle has been updated. The hey. Twitch handle is twitch.tv backslash Danny Meringue. Who's, who's, who's verified? All right. Host of the Jack Ramsey's podcast, former, Danny Meringue. Former post-game show host. Former post-game show host. Or... <laughs> The radio voice of the Portland Trail, but it's not the one you think. Yep, that's 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 a heavy tease. Um, again, I, I I'm hoping to have the the um, passing Damian Lillard. Uh, how can he improve? Uh, video breakdown um, out over the next couple of days. Uh, oh, great! 
that well part of it is i've felt like crap so um i've been taking a little bit of me time uh as i curl up on a ball and i'm very sad about the fact that i can't move so um (laughs) it's just kind of how it goes i'm i'm feeling sorry for myself all right damn it um we do um for for everybody out there we do starting next week we do have our first um sponsor of the show going live uh sprague and i have both um been compensated we got the merch. We got the we got the merch. So we're uh, we're excited to share that with you guys. Uh, we'll have a promo code and some stuff to give away and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, as always, like, rate, review, subscribe. You guys have done a fantastic job with the reviews already, except for that one person that gave you the one star. If you're gonna leave a one star, leave leave some feedback. Be you got rude a one about star it. With no comment. Yeah, just a one star, no comment. Everything else, five stars. Everything else is five stars. When I first got in this industry, somebody pulled me to the side when I got to radio and said, if everybody likes you, you are going to fail. Yes. And I said, that is the weirdest thing ever. So sometimes you get you, hit. You got to have some hate. You got to have people not like Listen, you. And we, I'm very unlikable. Well, we have varying degrees of, of likability. Yours is significantly higher than mine. Let's, let's be honest here. Uh, enjoy your trip. Uh, Thank you. Enjoy your time off. I watched Joe Simon's tee off from number 17 oh. today, and I wanted to kill him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Don't it. worry. I'll send a tweet very similar out for you, okay? I'll be there in December. I'm just hoping to be able to walk. Yeah, that's the goal. That, you got to rehab that thing. Yeah, so get off the crutches and on the cane. That's what we're going <laughs> for. Um, again, folks, like, rate, review, subscribe. Like, rate, review, subscribe. iTunes. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, we are there now. Jack Ramsey's, uh, Danny Barang, Brandon Sprague, uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. Uh, until next time, we'll catch you guys on Sunday, or at least I'll catch you on Sunday, and uh, hopefully I'll have some more information on some guests that are booked. And until then, we'll catch you later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.